0: Tonight, GM debaters, fun, good nature, competitive debate on which virtual tabletop is the best. So in other words, one virtual tabletop to rule them all. Is it even possible? We'll find out. Okay, so we have with us tonight our experts. Um, Brandon is unofficially our Avray expert, though I guess officially he is, but we're not actually representing Avray this evening except for our role. We have Devin, who will be representing Roll20. Everyone pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Devin. (laughs) And we have Ethan, who will be uh, presenting on Foundry. Say hello, Ethan.
1: Hey, guys. uh, Apologies ahead of time, but I want to fully embrace the competitive nature of this thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and, and then we have Alpha, who will be representing D&D Beyond and uh, the tabletop simulator. Say hello, Alpha.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Esteemed audience, esteemed panel, Madam Moderator.
0: <laughs> and I, I'm trying not to say anything to influence any outcomes here, but it will be an interesting debate. So the way this works... We've got uh, 15 minutes for each presenter to make their case. We're gonna move through this fairly quickly. We will have them roll initiative and we're going to use the Avray testing channel to do an Avray roll, the high results. Uh, Whoever wins the initiative gets to decide who will present first, second and third. So whoever (laughs) wins that roll gets to decide the order. Everyone has 15 minutes to make their case. Uh, As you're getting closer down to like the five minute mark, I will uh, put something in the GM uh, questions chat just to let you know that you're approaching your time. Uh, And uh, at the one minute mark, I'll give you another reminder uh, and you will, I'm sorry, but I will cut you off uh, at your 15 minute mark just to keep things fair for everyone uh, as we don't have much time in between. So without further ado, oh yes, and then there's the voting. So I will put in the GM questions uh, channel, which you should all see. I will put in the, there we have, the, uh, the names are already in there. I will repost that just so that it's clear. Uh, and all I need you to do is give a thumbs up to the presenter and uh, platform that you think has won the debate. So just again, a thumbs up, like select and thumbs up on the name that you think is the winner uh, for the presentation and or the system that they are representing. And as always, if you have some chit chat that you want to carry on, please feel free to carry on with that in the seminar chat channel. Now, the moment we've all been waiting for, let's head over to Avray Testing, and I will get all three of you to roll. Ethan Alpha and Yeah, Devin. baby. Oh Do
2: back. we got a tie? <laughs> we got a tie, man.
0: Roll off. Oh wow. And and fourteen was not a bad result for for, for Devin, but we've got Ethan and Alpha both tied at eighteen. I would ask who's got the higher deck score, but Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alpha rolled 18 again. That would leaves Ethan and uh Devin tied at 14. That's crazy.
2: Now this gives All me right. the this gives me the choice, right? Of when I want to go. Yes. So you decide. I, I you decide choose... whenever
0: everybody goes.
2: Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Um let's have Ethan. Then Devon, then me.
0: The order is right. Ethan, Devon, and then Alpha. All right, so Ethan, it is 8088. Oh, eight, eight, and uh, just you let me start
1: my screen. Sure. Fair uh, enough. One second. Fair enough. All right, so I have my screen. You should see a figure in a town. Is everybody uh, able to see that?
0: Okay, so everyone on the who's uh, attending here on our Discord, there's a watch stream section on your screen. If you if you click on the GM audio um, uh, section of your on the left hand panel, and it'll say watch stream. If you click on that, it'll take you in closer, and you'll get a close up of what's actually being presented. So you should see a, a dungeon map. Yeah. Please uh, put uh, questions in the seminar chat if you're having any difficulty seeing the the the, the stream. Uh, one of us will help stick handle to uh, help you figure that out. Okay. Without uh, further ado, I think. Yeah, Fiona, I
1: think can you give me a countdown, please? I'm just going to sync my timer with you.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> now I have to be like... <laughs> <laughs> this is professional, <laughs> man. I, I don't this is know. Serious. I, I'm going to say you get a few bonus seconds and just... just, just All just right. <laughs> okay,
1: everybody, welcome. Welcome. Uh, my name's Ethan. I'm going to show you Foundry Virtual Tabletop. So... Starting off, if you look at the map here, let's put ourselves in a hypothetical scenario. Let's go back in time one year. This is the beginning of 2020, and you, a member of KW Gamers, is just walking down the street. It's a beautiful day outside. You're enjoying it. You're thinking to yourself, 2020 is going to be a great year. There's so many games I want to run, so many systems I want to try out. What can possibly go wrong? Well, unfortunately, my friend for you, you hear the sound of thunder echoing in the distance and clouds, the storm clouds of COVID gather and the heavens open up and rain begins to pour. And you're thinking, Oh no, my plans, they're all ruined. What am I going to do? And you see a light up in the distance. You see a light of online gaming beckoning you and you walk towards this light thinking, maybe I can salvage something out of this here. And you walk towards the light, but out of the alleyway appears a shadowy hooded figure. and He walks towards you. Do you guys see that? Yes, I think you should. And he walks towards you and he says, well, 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 mine eight is dead, And let me introduce you to my little friend, Roll 20. <laughs> and as he says Roll 20, he, he holds out this club. He's padding it. It looks nasty. It's like this rotting piece of wood with little like, rusted nails sticking out of it. Meanwhile, a second figure steps out of the shadow from the cell, and this guy, he's heading towards you, and he says, my name is Alpha, and let me introduce you to the, uh, Tabletop Simulator. And he holds out this dagger, and he waves it in your face, and he says, follow me, and I'll show you a good time. And you're, you're pretty worried. These are some sketchy fellows. Should you really listen to them? And as you're debating, suddenly this third figure appears out of nowhere, and you look to your side, and this handsome, incredibly handsome wizard appears. And he says, Stand aside, scoundrels. Let me show you the power of Foundry VTT. And he holds his staff up, and he starts to glow, and he casts Fireball. And let me just reveal that into the chat. So, Devon, you take 34 points of damage, and you are instantly incinerated. <laughs> Alpha, you, you make your save, but it still hurts you, and you guys just hear Alpha scream, Ow, my pancreas! As he gets thrown, his body like a ragdoll, tossed, and he falls unconscious beneath your feet. And you look over at the wizard, and he is radiant. His cloak is billowing in the wind. He's like Gandalf on the dawn of the fifth day, and he holds out his hand towards you and says, do not fear my friend. I will show you the way. And so let me bring out my, Oh, let me just switch that. I have a PowerPoint going, here we go. So uh, first of all, apologies to my co-presenters. I am very sorry that you have to represent such inferior programs. Anyways, without further ado, I'm running out of time. So this is foundry virtual tabletop disclosures. There are none. There are no conflicts of interest. I am not related to foundry in any way. I just think it's a great program. Uh, a little bit about my background. First of all, I started DMing maybe three years ago, bought a couple of ventures random on world 20, I was pretty fed up with the program after about a year, decided to look for better options and I came across fancy graphs. Fantasy Grounds is a good program, and I went all in on that. We bought most of the books for five for it, and uh, spent maybe two years of dming on Fantasy Grounds. However, about mid last year, a good friend of mine who got me into role playing, he says, "Why don't you check out this new program called Foundry?" I was pretty pretty hesitant at first because I spent a lot of money on Fantasy Grounds, but eventually he convinced me with some YouTube videos, and I have to say, ever since I switched to Foundry, I've not looked back. This is the best thing that's happened to my gaming career since I discovered World Point Games in the first place. I'd also like to note that I have, according to Steam, I have over 200 hours in tabletop simulator. So I can say that out of all three presenters, I'm the only one who has tried all three of these programs. And really, I'm the only one. Who knows what I'm talking about? <laughs> Shots fired. Anyways, what is Foundry? Foundry is a modern virtual tabletop software, and what that means, it's a software specifically designed for you to run tabletop RPGs online, and it integrates every aspect of RPG game from battle maps, tokens, character sheets, dice rolling, DM notes, everything into one program. Unlike t- tabletop simulator, which is really designed to kind of simulate a physical table where you stand around, throw dice, and play board games, that it doesn't. Tabletop simulator doesn't really have all this integration, which we'll get to later. And there are some a lot of advantages to this integration. Um, so the real competitor for Foundry is Roll20, which is currently the most popular platform. And to use a classic movie as an analogy, what is Roll20? Well, Rule 20 is old and busted. And what is Foundry? Foundry is the new hotness. Of course, I'm being incredibly unfair because Tommy Jones is a great actor and his Agent K is an excellent character. And really, Rule 20 is more like the (laughs) studio. So a quick pros and cons of Foundry. Pros, Foundry is really easy to use. Your players, they don't have to install anything. They can just log into your server using any kind of web browser. Foundry is also the developer Atropos, he's a really fast paced developer, he's friendly, he does Twitch streams, Q&A's, he he responds on Discord, he answers uh, things on Reddit. He's just a really friendly guy. Contrast that to the developers of Goal20. If you heard about this controversy two years ago, well, they seem to be spending their energy more on banning people for criticizing them rather than improving the program. Otherwise. Foundry is cheap. It's a $50 one-time purchase. Sometimes it's on sale. After you buy it, you own it for the rest of your life. What a crazy business model, I know. Compare that to World 20, where if you want things like dynamic lighting, if you want access to the World 20 API, want to install your macros and customize it, you have to pay for the pro license, and that's a $100 subscription every year. Uh, Also compare to Tabletop Simulator, where... Every person who plays on tabletop simulator has to buy a copy, and that's $20 for player. So if you have five players, that's 100 bucks. If only the DM has it, well, the rest of your players, they just have to sit around and watch the DM play with themselves. Um, finally, the best part of Foundry, what I've saved for last, it's, it's incredible potential for customization. We're going to go through this more thoroughly in the rest of the presentation. Uh, now, what are some cons of Foundry? There's no free version, unlike World 20, but the caveat is, World 20 free version, extremely limited. I think you don't have dynamic lighting. You're only limited to 100 megabytes that you can upload to World 20. Foundry has none of that so limitations. Second, you cannot purchase official D&D products yet. I've asked Atropos, the developer, about this, and he says he's focusing really on, uh, you know, making the program better at the time where those licenses, they take time to build. Uh, but since I've talked to them, they have things like Warhammer Fantasy. They have things like, I think Savage Worlds. Those are all official products and modules that you can buy. Um, having said that, you can import all D&D content into Foundry. Uh, I'm not sure about the copyright issues. You know, it's kind of like if you have a movie on DVD, can you copy that and watch it on your laptop? I don't know. But apparently some people in our group, in our uh, um, KW gamers are concerned about this, so I won't go into details about this, but you can ask me later. Finally, some systems are not supported. Currently, there's about 100 systems which are, so, but things like, for example, I was thinking about running some villainy, but people are working on that. It's not out yet. Anyways, um, really, it's the modules. The modules are great. Let me just go and bring up, um, Foundry and I will show you. So, First of all, let me show you what running a game in Foundry is like. So on the left hand side, you're going to see our player's view. Note this is Chrome, this is in Chrome. So any browser will work, but this is what they see. So on the right hand side, you're going to see the DM view. This is my view when I'm running the game. And you can see um, we have Argon, our Dragonborn Paladin, one of the few races that do not have dark vision. So he is exploring the Trezendale Manor mine Mines of over spoilers, but anyways, it's dank, it's dark in there. He can't see anything. So first of all, what is he going to do? He's going to light. He's going to light up a torch. So as you can see, the dynamic lighting, it's all in here. Um, going back to the right-hand side, this is my DM view. You, you notice there's some things that the player cannot see. For example, this note. I can double-click on this note. These are just telling me. Uh, notes to myself, the player cannot see that, and remind myself that there's a secret door to the bottom left. And uh, uh, if, for example, if Argon decides to go take a look, he's going to, I'm going to say roll a perception check. Let's bring up this character sheet. Over here, left-hand side, all his skills, he makes a perception check and roll, right? First of all, what I want you to notice, 3D dice. Really nice 3D dice. This is a module that someone wrote for Foundry. I can roll as the DM you can notice that my my dice look different. These are bronze, like if we go into it, there's literally hundreds, you can completely customize your dice. There's so many different skins and colors that you can, and effects that you can use. But anyways, back to our player, uh, Argon. Let's just say he found the secret door. Me as the DM, I can go over, I can open that door for him, and now he can explore through that door. Now, just going over the character sheet, this is a custom character sheet that installed power of modules. It's a really good looking character sheet. It tracks your exhaustion, inspiration. Let's say, uh, I want to rest, I can roll, hit dice, and everybody can see me roll. It's automatically want to heal myself, and it keeps track of the hit dice. You know, if I want to roll a saving throw constitution, I can roll that straight from the character sheet. If I want to look at my inventory, here's Artline's inventory. You can see he has a great whatever he has equipped. Now, there's different views. I can switch this to a list view, for example. If I want to attack something, I'm just going to click on that. The damage, the attack, they're all automatically rolled. But what if I don't want to do that? What if uh, I'm a GM? I have a dozen and uh, creatures that want to control. No problem, there's another module for that. For example, if you look at me, I'm hovering over Argon. There's this bar up at top. It's a quick bar, it's a hotkey bar. I can just click that. And it's going to attack. I can also drag things, for example, from my bar into this customized hotkey bar at the bottom so that I have quick access to whatever I need. Anyways, let's say Argon's going to explore the rest of the, the manor. He's going to walk the north. He's going to open this door. It's going to walk through. And uh, as you can see here, there's a trap here, and that's only visible on the DM view. I'm going to click on this note that I left for myself. I'm going to remind myself it's a perception check 15. Uh, and I can ask Argon to roll for that. Let's say he makes it, he makes it to the other side. He walks into this crypt. First thing you'll notice, Argon doesn't see anything, but if you look at the DM view, there are hidden monsters over here. I'm gonna select all of them. I'm gonna make them visible. And uh, let's say we have specters, we have some uh, skeletons right here. Quick thing, I'm gonna copy all of it. We're gonna start combat. This is a combat tracker. You can pop this out. I'm gonna roll initiative for all of them. And you can begin combat, right? There's this turn marker. It hovers over the character that I want to control. I can go over here. It doesn't, I can double click on this. Oops, not as the character, but as the DM, I can double click on this. It's going to bring up the monster sheet. It's going to tell me what this monster can do, or I can just quickly hover over. I can see exactly what kind of uh, attacks that this creature has and use it directly from the hotbar. But anyways, to demonstrate, let's say it's Argon's turn as the player he's going to attack, and let's say before he attacks, he's going to cast a spell. Spellbook, I'm going to cast Bless, oh, actually first I have to target myself, um, target, and I'm going to cast Bless on myself, and I am running out of time, so, uh, okay, sorry, for some reason this is not working, but, sorry about that, anyways, You have so, a couple
0: minutes left, Ethan.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna attack. I'm gonna select this. Oh, you know what? Because it's not it's not Argon's turn in the combat tractor. I'm gonna switch to his turn. Anyways, um, so what he's gonna do is he's gonna target this creature and he's gonna attack. He's gonna use the great sword, he's gonna attack, and it's automatically gonna apply uh oh actually the uh oh sorry. So now yeah, he hits Spectre. You see over here, it tracks the hit points. Damage hits automatically calculated. If I got the blessed spell off, it's going to incorporate that. Let's, we can hit them. Well, also, you want to notice is that the Spectre has resistances. He's resistant to non-magical weapons. That's all taken care of. Everything's in here. Another thing that you want to look at is this combat formula. Uh, so this is the damage that his great sword does. Argon has the great master, uh, whatever that skill is, which lets you reroll. If you roll a one or a two, that's automatically calculated. Anyways, let's fast forward to some other encounters. For example, if if I have a Druid, let's random encounter. How do you build random encounters?
0: One minute, Ethan.
1: Oh boy. All right. Well, let's just say it's really easy. You take whatever you want. You can just drag. Uh, let's say, um, where is it? A giant toad. We can drag some giant toads on. Whatever. You can see they can vary by color, um, let's say this is our druid, we want to um, let's say shape shift, we just drag over here, wild shape our druid just turned into a bear other things that we can do, if you want to do theater of the mind, you just have a blank sheet theater of the mind, you can have animated maps, for example like this, um, let's say where did my thing go you can have animated tokens that's a dark blue dragon, let's do something, let's do uh, lightning breath Usability, you can rotate that. Bonnet, it rules everything. If you were there, you'd probably be dead. Uh, other things that we can do, for example, world map. This is umbrovia. Okay. okay,
0: your time is, is up, Ethan. Okay, that, that's that, it. that was a great presentation. Thank you so much. I, I really right. enjoyed that. I was getting really quite, to, quite into it. Hate to cut you off, um, but perhaps we can look at this in more detail another time. So uh, mm-hmm. next up. We have a uh, De- its Devin, right? Uh, representing Roll Twenty, Devin. Are you? Let me know when you're ready to go here.
3: Uh, if I have to, okay.
0: Uh. <laughs> well, we hope that you will. And understanding that you may already have been won over by uh, Ethan's uh, wonderful show. Oh, book. he didn't
3: even—he didn't, he didn't even get to the best part. But anyway, uh, there's there's some stuff from Foundry that's really cool. Anyway, I will do my best. I will. Uh, I will certainly. I will certainly. Uh, do what I can here. Uh, So just let me know as soon as you're ready to go and...
0: Uh, uh, I would say you can go.
3: All right. I'm just going to go live here. Okay. So Roll20 has uh, basically been leading the forefront of virtual tabletops and uh, currently remains to be the most easily accessible and widely used option out there. With what it provides, for free, you can go from owning and having nothing but your computer and internet to up and playing games in about five to ten minutes. Uh, it has the most users of any of the online systems. So if you're just trying to find a game, it is not very difficult. There are various listings of all types of different games looking for players that you can peruse, and there's always going to be a good number of them since it is widely used. Um in terms of subscriptions, there is the free version, which does not give you as much as the subscriptions do, but it does give you enough to play a game. Uh, you don't need all of this extra mm-hmm. stuff; it just is nice to have. So, best one of the uh, nice options about Roll Twenty that a lot of the other options don't have is the free version. Uh, um, Sorry, so if, if you I just, may, just need a, a tabletop. De-
0: Sorry, Devin, I hate to interrupt you. I'm going to give you till eight forty-two. Yep. And I just want to draw everyone's attention to the fact that the stream—you have to click into the stream again to see what Devon is showing. Please carry on.
3: Okay. Uh, so, what was I talking about? Yes. Uh, so, if you just need up quick and easy, this is going to be the one that you're going to want to at least give it a shot to uh, see if you like it. Now, uh, using it isn't too difficult. Uh, basically, you're just going to—you can have a multitude of different types of games. And so when you go in, you're going to be able to start by creating a page. And honestly, this is all you need if you just want to run a game, because you can just take the paint and you can draw a tower, a road, going out like that, another barracks, something like that. And then you can just throw a few things in there. That's really basically anything that you would ever need to have. Uh, You can... Have a lot of extra cool stuff to add a lot more inversion. But for uh, those of you who were playing back in the day, this is very similar to what you'd have on a sort of dryer grid sheet. And it's a lot of the ways that we would play before the dark days. Uh, This was sort of just expected. Um, Now, you can, if you want to, throw in an actual uh, image and you can get them either from the marketplace of Roll20 or you can import your own. Um, but an example would be if we wanted to bring in, let's say, a form there. Uh, like I said, you can have your own. So I have a couple of maps here. So like I can throw in this castle gate. If it'll load for me. And then there are three main layers. There's the map and background, object and tokens, GM. And then there's the dynamic lighting. We're not going to worry about that right now. Generally, you'd be drawing anything for a map on the map, and then the objects and tokens are where you're going to be putting various things that you want. So that's where you're be putting the player characters. that's where you're going to be putting the different creatures that they would be fighting. They're going to go on the token field, and then the GM overlay is where you would put things that you want to keep hidden until you're ready to reveal them. Um, now, if you were to create a character, there is a entire character creation. Um, a character mancer which is reasonably intuitive it uh, allows you to basically go through the process of creating any kind of character that you want now it is limited to the free srd by default and if you want any of the other options you will have to get those book versions on roll 20 but you can use the custom and you can add anything you like in there so it's a little bit of extra work but You don't actually have to pay any money to create the character if you have all the stuff and somewhere else, like on teeny beyond or physically. Uh, And you can just go through the process and create a character fairly quick and easy. It really doesn't take too long. And once you're there, you're there. So the stuff's now come up. So I'm just going to bring this map out here. So you can bring in different types of maps, set them up how you like. This is just an approximation. Obviously, I'm not going to bother trying to fiddle around with it. But there we go. So now we have a cleric, we have a zombie, and they're already pre configured because I have the, uh, if you have the SRD, you can import things from the SRD right away. Otherwise, if you have the monster manual, you can throw things in there as well. One of the nice things you can do is music. Um, I really like to make good use of this um, there is a lot of freely available things um, That you can import and use. There's little sound effects. There's different musical things. Uh, you can also import your own and It's uh, pretty straightforward. You just import it add to the game hit the play button You can hit the uh, and it'll start playing for everybody. And you can have this set to different volumes and things like that, and you can have multiple ones playing at the same time, so you can overlay uh, various weather effects and things like that. And that can get quite interesting. You can uh, also time it well with some very interesting particular sound effects for certain surprises. So uh, one of the other features that is really nice about Roll20 is that if you want to run an, an official module, it has uh, all of the modules that you can buy ready and uh, willing to go. So As an example, we'll be looking at Lost Mine of Phandelver, interestingly enough. You can have things like the world map, which has everything labeled and there to go. And what's nice about this is as they explore, you can reveal areas as they go about that they will be able to see. So right now they're on the GM layer. I can select them, move them to the map layer, and they will be able to see them as they arrive at those locations. The other nice thing about this is that it has all of the tokens pre-placed down for you, so you don't even need to do any work, essentially. If you want to play a module, you can just buy the module, get it going, and uh, you will be able to be playing it within a few minutes. It really doesn't take a lot of effort on your part. And that includes things like dynamic lighting uh, as well. So if we go to the Red Brand hideout here, and I want to bring in... A character, let's say, the dwarf, cleric, they have dark vision. So they'll now be able to see here. So if if I switch it so we can just see their vision, you'll see that they can now see this entire room because they have dark vision. And you can tweak this a little bit. Uh, You can go in, you can give them night vision, you can take off night vision, you can adjust the color tint, you can change the distance, you can limit their field, you can have them emit light if they want to put on a torch or anything like that. So it does give you those options. Now this is something you would have to have on a subscription. You wouldn't be able to do this for the free version. But if you want to use the free version, your other option is um, to sort of blank out the map, and then just reveal that as they go, which does work reasonably well. It's no different than if you were at a table with a bunch of black construction paper like I used to be doing. If we look at the dynamic lighting, you'll see here you've got the different walls outlined in blue, and the doors are outlined in orange. So all you want to do if you want to open a door is you just select it on that uh, layer and then you just delete it from the layer and that will open the door for them. So if we do this door here, bam, they can now see through that door and they can move around in it. Now if you want to engage in combat, it does all the roles for you. If we open up the character sheet here and we say I want to do uh, Warhammer one-handed attack, hit that. That's a 15 to hit, which we can compare to, just double click that to minimize it. You can compare that to this ruffian here that they were attacking, which you can do the same thing there, but by holding all double clicking, you can bring up their character sheet and we can say their AC is 14. We can also see that here in the blue circle, their AC is 14. So we can say that hits, hit the name, three bludgeoning, select their health, minus three, done. You don't really have to fiddle around too much, it, it's pretty straightforward. Now if you want to do a spell, it works the same way, say Inflict Wounds, same thing. You can choose what level you want to cast it at, and there we go. Subtract the 14 necrotic, done, and now that it's dead, we can give it the rigred X, and it is now dead, and that is marked for everybody. If we want to say that something else has happened to them, like they're asleep, poisoned, They've been entrapped, they're stealthed, they have wings. Anything you might think of, you can throw one of these tokens on there as well. And you can download more of these. Uh, There are people who have made a whole bunch of these different ones for different situations. You can throw those in there as little tokens and markers that you can do. Uh, When you're moving around, there's a ruler to help you gauge what kind of distance you're looking at. And if you want to do that while moving, you can just select your token, hold Q, and it'll helpfully display that for you. And that's a really easy way to kind of tell where you need to go and how much distance there is. But it can also be useful in determining uh, spell this, uh, where the spells might be hitting. Now one other thing you can do with the tokens is you can give them auras. To help you sort of determine what kind of area effects might be going on around them. If you need to roll some dice that isn't readily available, you can use the Advanced Dice Roller. Just choose how many, choose what kind of die, what kind of modifier, and roll.
0: You have we'll do all
3: of that for you. This can be quite useful.
0: You have just Go over ahead. five minutes. You have just over five minutes, Devin.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh, that's sort of everything as in the basics. Um, if we move over here, you just get a better idea of the dynamic lighting. And you can adjust how bright this is. You can make it dim. You can also make it so that it's sharper or uh, softer as well. Creating the dynamic lighting, if you wanted to add your own, is a matter of just follow following the shapes. You can hold shift to help. I'm just doing a rough approximation here. And once that's done, now if they wanted to see through that, they won't be able to as long as the lighting's turned on, which I don't think it is on this map, but that's essentially what you'd be doing. Uh Okay, scripts are, the APIs are one of the really nice features of Roll20. It allows you to do a lot of different things. So a good example is that you have a Wandering Monsters table. You can just hit this, and it will automatically roll for you, tell you what they are. You can also do things like have decks of cards, which uh, one of the things I like to do is have conditions as cards. You can shuffle those around and give them different conditions. Uh, But you can also do various different encounters, like you can just create a commoner. Enroll. It'll give you a commoner for you that you, that you can use. You can do other things like have, um, soldiers go on patrol routes around the map. You can have, uh, tokens that shift depending on what's happening to them. You can have them do different things like that. It's very versatile. It's all JavaScript and you can download a whole bunch of them off the website. Now, the one other thing that I wanted to go into is the D&D Beyond integration, which is something that is available. Um, so as an example, if I look at this goblin with the DDB, uh, with the beyond 20 extension, you can see all these little things you can do here. So for example, this display in VTT, if I hit that, it throws a picture of the goblin up in the chat there, which is really nice. If you want to just say, this is what you see and you don't, and you just want to get on with it. I can have them make attacks and it does it all in there for me. I can have them do, uh, hit point rolls, initiative roles, deck saves, all that kind of stuff can get pushed through there. And the characters can do this as well through their character sheets. They can do spells that way. They can do any other role that they would want to. So they don't even need to have a character in Roll20. You don't even need to have any of the books in Roll20. You really just need, you can use the free version and this and pretty much be playing the game right up and at them. So in general, if you want to be a GM and you don't really want to put any money into virtual tabletops, Roll20 is pretty much going to be your only option because it's the only one you're going to be able to do anything that you want. And as long as you don't want to have too many other features, uh, you can have perfectly fine games at zero cost for multiple people and uh, be having just as much fun as anybody else.
0: Oh, Devin, that sounded like a wrap. You still have a couple minutes left. Do you have anything more you'd like to say?
3: Sure. If I have some extra time, I can go into a few other things. Um, Two minutes. All right. I mean, I basically just rapid-fire my way through everything. Um, i do actually yes so let's let's go a little bit more into the the way that the tokens can work um so one of the nice things about getting the the pre-built modules and i would say that if you're planning to run a module that these, this is one of the better ways to do it uh, again because you just get the module it gives you everything you need right in that module you don't need still you don't need the books And it gives you all the tokens, everything all preset, everything moved around. And if you have uh, a character sheet, for example, like this uh, cleric here, (coughs) and you want to give them an item or a spell, you can open up the uh, compendium here and we can search up spell, can't type. It will search for it, bring it up, and you just drag it into the character sheet and they will now have that spell. It'll add it in there. It'll add it in there, does everything for you, and you're good to go. You can do the same thing with items, with proficiencies, um, and with different uh, features and traits as well. Level. Uh, oh, yeah, so another thing you can do uh, if you have a spell like Bless, for example, that you want to go off, you can have modifiers and check those modifiers, and that will automatically add that modifier to your role as long as you have that checked. Which is useful for things like uh, when you want to have stealth bonuses or bless or down here you can have guidance um, for different other types of modifiers so it takes a bit of setting up but once you set it all up you can pretty much do anything you need to do with very minimal amount of uh, monetary investment and uh one and there are a lot of people that give you lots of different information and handouts. I almost forgot about handouts. That's the other thing you can do is you can create is- handouts. Perfect. I got everything in.
0: <laughs> Excellent. That was well done, Devin. Uh, lots, lots there to uh, to think about and to and to show. Uh, sorry, we only had fifteen minutes, and we are on to Alpha, who will show us the tabletop simulator with D and D Beyond. So, Alpha, hopefully you've got that uh, ready to spin up. Uh, and again. Um, just so everyone's on page, uh, you have to click on the on um, on the on that top corner where where the stream is showing in order to watch what, peri- uh, I said peri- what Alpha is sharing. <laughs> 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 Make sure you, <laughs> you and Alpha, you have uh, 15 minutes now. We'll give you till... Um, and,
2: and sorry, I just wanted to check. Can everyone see my screen? What I'm sharing right now? It's just uh, the d and on site.
0: And you may, you may begin whenever you're ready.
2: Oh, I think I am on mute. That is the problem here. Okay.
0: Alpha, are you on mute?
2: I am on mute. Can you guys hear me? Okay, I uh, can hear you now. <clears throat> and yeah. then hopefully you guys are seeing my screen. I'm actually showing uh, the D&DB on screen, but uh, I will begin. Good evening, Madam Moderator, members of the audience, and of course, my esteemed opponents who have prepared mightily for this debate and, you know, have made their best but ultimately futile effort to demonstrate why their, their chosen platforms provide the best v- virtual tabletop experience. Indeed, be it resolved that Roll20 uh, is a... It- <coughs> piece of crap, um, whose best days as an antiquated digital platform is fast passing into the sunset and uh, fading into obscurity and irrelevance. But how about Foundry? Sure, there are always bound to be brash young upstarts like my opponents that are bright and flashy, but you will see that they lack a certain depth and dimensionality. Um, But Alpha, you say you're just talk, 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 man of, you know, many words and little action. Um, And, you know, I might grant you that, but not tonight. Now, I'm sure that none of you around this table, uh, esteemed audience will disagree with the statement that the best possible tabletop role-playing experience takes place in person. And no matter how sophisticated digital play pales, uh, it pales in comparison with the joy of gaming in person with other people. And therefore, I submit to you what um, every role play gamer is craving in this age of pandemics and quarantine is an effective proxy for in-person play, one that gives you the closest possible experience of in-person play, enhancing theater of the mind with tangible things that you can touch, with a user experience that's easy, intuitive, and accessible to players both old and new. And that is what I'm going to present to you tonight. And just to set the record uh, straight, I am presenting a multi-platform integrated solution using D&D Beyond and Tabletop Simulator, which uh, both uh, of my opponents have kind of uh, alluded to in some um, some cases. Um, So let's talk about D&D Beyond. I'm not going to spend too much time because presumably you're all quite familiar about it, but it is the official digital platform for a D&D fifth ed. And it really is, and it's secured the preferred provider status regarding the adoption and integration of any up- upcoming content and so you don't have to worry about do you just have you know the standard content um, you know everything is actually in lockstep with the development of their material and the integration with the source book and so um, oh can you really not see me oh okay
0: We see your forehead. You see Uh, my
2: forehead. Oh, lovely. And
0: and, and you still have hair. That's great. Oh,
2: okay. Well, hey, that's (laughs) nice. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to address that. Not sure what's going on there. Oh, goodness. I am not. That is not
0: part of the simulation, or is this just a Discord thing?
2: Yeah. No, I think it's a Discord (laughs) thing. I think that's just a Discord thing. So I'm going to stop streaming Mm. and I'm going to try doing it again. Oh, my gosh. I'm losing my opportunities here well this sucks. yeah
0: so if you just if you want to fix the forehead thing i think you just need to turn your move your camera down a little bit it'll show your face
2: yeah but I'm, I'm supposed to be sharing my screen so you guys in theory should be able to see what i'm showing okay i'm going live now and then hopefully you can see the stuff that i'm presenting you guys see it the
0: stuff you're presenting is on a different screen just so you know and yes we can see it now
2: You can see it now. Okay, so let's kind of talk about it. Um, So ultimately, what do I want in a digital RPG tool? Um, My purpose is to make the gameplay, both as a GM and a player, easy and intuitive and accessible. And I want it to be seamlessly integrated with the official uh, materials. I want my players to be able to quickly and easily join the game and start playing right away. I want uh, players to be able to easily access everything about their characters, regardless of whether they're gaining a new item or leveling up. And as a GM, I want to be able to build and manage encounters. and so I really, as, you know, in particularly being, you know, uh, you know, fairly lazy, I want maximum effect for minimum effort. So let's go through some of this stuff. You can see here that you have access to a lot of different things, including homebrew. So if you are developing homebrew content, you're able to kind of develop those. You can use, uh, uh, you know, existing magic items or uh, existing feats as sort of like the template of what you're doing. And then let's say that, you know, you're going to be hosting, um, a, a an actual, um, uh, a session, right? And uh, you've got some new players who've never played D&D before ever, and they have no idea what they're doing. They just heard something. Maybe they watch Critical Role. How do you actually generate a character? Well, you can do this kind of random thing. Let's say it's a uh, fifth level, and we want to allow multi-class. We want to allow feats. We don't even know what the name. You press the button to create the character, and voila, you have automatically a character sheet that is there. And then it's it's a Rogue Four, Paladin, it's Sarkov, whatever. And you can see all of this stuff automatically integrates with everything that you kind of have. And so, for example, if you wanted to kind of roll for the psychic blade, uh, which I don't even know what it does, you want to kind of you know roll there. You've got the dice. You could roll with advantage. You could roll with disadvantage. Let's say you get a critical hit, you can do that as well. All that is there. And if you're actually playing within the context of a campaign, Everyone who is uh, able to access it can see the different roles, etc. You can go into spells, you can go into equipment, you can add in existing, uh, uh, you know, equipment and magic and custom items that you've created as a GM, and they're going to automatically update, you know, some of the different pieces over here. Uh, So that's that. And then the other one I wanted to show as a GM, which uh, I think is useful too, is evaluating uh, your encounters from a difficult. Perspective here. So, for example, here, let's say I want to uh, create a new encounter, and I'm not really sure what I want to do. But I've got people who I know are in my campaign. So let's take the people from Gold and Glory. I'm going to take out this person because that is a, a separate character. I take out these people who are the uh, kind of NPCs that I have off to the side. And once I've got that down, um, the the system is going to be able to evaluate within d and uh, what the relative uh, difficulty is of your particular encounter, right? So if you've got this, and this is the whole uh, Golden Glory crew, they're all kind of there. You can see that their average party level seven, number six. And let's say, I don't know, I've got to add a bunch of orcs. And I'll put in, I don't know, let's do one and do, see, three orcs. And you can see that automatically the encounter uh, summary is kind of updating. And clearly, you know, th- this isn't tough enough for my guy, so I'm going to add in an orc chief. Maybe I'm going to do this grummish guy and add that. But you know what? It's still not at the deadly level that I want. So I'm going to add an orcus, the actual demon uh, lord, and then it's going to become, uh, you know, deadly encounter. So I'm able to kind of manage it there. And once you save the encounter, you can then run, Run that encounter and kind of track uh, relative, uh, you know, hit points and things like that. So you can also use it for purposes of running. Okay, so anyways, um, so that is just kind of showing you the basics of D&D Beyond. But, you know, D&D Beyond's only half of the solution, where the real magic is coming together for the solution, is adding on top tabletop simulator, which, uh, you know, Ethan was nice enough to mention that it was like a measly 20 bucks and it goes on sale for half price during, uh, you know, Christmas and other holidays, like Lunar New Year and stuff like that. So again, what did we clearly establish as the goal that RP enthusiasts are looking for? They're looking to simulate that Experience to the best extent possible, an in-person game experience, right? So then you want to make and enhance and make theater of the mind come to life. You want to supplement your players' imaginations and your descriptions with vivid depictions that they can touch, feel, hear, and experience. And especially in the context of large combats, um, you know, uh in a game like D D where distance and range matter, you want that representation. Okay, and i so sure you've seen in Roll Twenty and Foundry you've got these kind of great maps and you get the dynamic lightings and stuff like that. But can you do 3D? And this is where I'm going to show you now the magic in TTS. So I'm switching now to the TTS application, and you can see I've got it blindfolded here, and I am going to show you this map and you know don't everybody oo all at once since you got these beautiful kind of floating islands this you know dynamic lighting and really bringing into sense like this 3D feel of real objects that are in there and you know you have different you know uh people and uh uh you know uh, NPCs that you can move around you have some dynamic things you have the ability to suspend objects in the air and you know play around with with special things like that and here's another feature say you want it to really get kind of dramatic and dynamic. I'm going to show you this first person kind of view. So almost like a movie camera, you know, going over here, checking out that and hey, I want to take a look up into the beautiful sky and look all around me. So again, completely immersive, like it's, you know, you're in the actual scene itself and say, I'm kind of going over here and oh my gosh, there's a flying, uh, you know, dragon and so on and so forth. You can just see how beautiful and how dynamic some of these views are. And how really that can kind of create the scene and make that kind of magic work for you. And again, if you wanted to switch camera views and do it from a tops down, you know, period, really, you know, give you that two D view that both my opponents are kind of showing you. Well, if you need to go on the two dimensional view, you can definitely do that as well. Okay, so the, um, that's one view. So let me just kind of show you a couple things just to show you some of the the potential. And I'm going to go into a recent battle that we actually did in our uh, Golden Glory uh, um Uh, our podcast. So, uh, Siona and you guys will probably recognize this. And I'm just going to change back to third person, which is kind of the view that you would typically have. But again, you've got this, you know, interesting lighting. You have these dynamic effects. Here's all the different people that you can kind of move around. They're also pegged to the, you know, these different grid lines, which you can move and all these type of things. Some dynamic, uh, pieces over here. You got some lighting and look animated effects in 3D of this particular creature, the shadow dancer, so on and so forth, and of course the evil you know, port. And and again, that's just kind of for flavor. And so if I go, here's another one that we want to give it a a try, Um, and uh, let's go into another one of my campaigns, what I did here in the Elvenwood. And let's take this particular one, sort of inspired a little bit out of Warhammer Fantasy. So as it kind of renders, you'll kind of see. Oh, and a couple things also Mm -hmm. that I will show. Is that you can change the color. And for example, here as a game master, I've, um, you know, enabled this view for me. And all of a sudden, you can see that all this capability, whether it's rolling dice, where it's initiative cards or things like that, or even like special potion bags and things, I have access to that. But the players, of course, are blocked from that view because they can't see it. Now, here, let's say we go into this, you know, this elven glade, this wonderful kind of place of mystery and magic. And you actually encounter, you know, this strange creature called the Draka. And her briar maiden companions. And then, of course, things kind of progress and things get a little bit strange and interesting. And then, oh, my gosh, uh, she trans- uh, transforms in anger into this, um, you know, different shape in this other, um, you know, other case. And then here. Um, she then becomes the birch aspect and the briar maiden becomes the willow aspect. Let's do that over here. And lastly, the aspect of oak. And there we have here all of these kind of mobile, um, you know, NPCs that are coming, you know, and monsters and they can move and charge towards you. And then it has an immediate kind of effect, which then brings you into combat, which you can also kind of follow. Um, and then lastly, uh, let's go to another application, which I had fun doing as well. Uh, So here, uh, if I go into, what was it? No, not the tides. Gray marches, no. Oh, hexcrawl. Okay, so wilderness encounter. So you can see here that you know we uh, can also use it for kind of um, a different purpose where you're actually doing kind of wilderness crawls, right? And maybe you've got fog that you need to kind of move around. You can see it's got you know the de- different hex shapes, and you can adjust these very easily. So for example, if I wanted to kind of change the grid size, you know, make it smaller, so you know, the greater distance, you can certainly do all that kind of stuff, you know, in a pinch. And then you've got other thing over here, and similarly. You You've got also kind of special effects right so you've got rain now kind of coming down as you kind of go across the different areas and then further on of course way over here as you start to you know uh, travel through maybe there's even lightning strikes as well which you can kind of enable and let's do that this lightning effect it, right and so again, full immersion from a 3D perspective, it's like bringing your miniatures on the table to life. Uh, you know, you have that bil- that ability to kind of zoom in and do that in-camera view. And of course, within the system, you have access to all sorts of different types of, um, you know, um, things that you can get really creative about. So for example, in this case, we created an initiative tracker. So just like being at your table, you could have something that says, hey, this is me, Galviel, and I rolled a 14. And uh, here's another one uh, that has an initiative tracker then for TGET, et cetera, And then you can kind of one move minute. that. And I've got one minute. Thank you. And then I've also got some dice trays here where I can, you know, roll different dice associated with that. You know, all this kind of stuff. Right. So and then last of all, just to kind of show you again, you know, we've been talking a lot of d d but you don't have to do d d Like there are all sorts of resources and all these things are free. It's just up to you to kind of go in and check it out. And hopefully this loads it looks like it's not going to load on me oh here it is and this for example is some resource that you know someone was kind enough to kind of pull together and if I go in here and I for example do beings um, I can go with I don't know synthetics or enemies whatever synthetics let's do that and there are tons of you know different kind of robots and things like that, right? So and you've got some a, sci-fi I'm... stuff and looks like I'm off. Okay, anyways, that's it. And I uh, hope uh, you enjoyed the demo and uh, I wish you all well for the rest of the evening. Madam moderator, back to you.
0: Excellent, thank you. Nice work, Alpha. Uh, nice work to all of our presenters. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to put your, your arguments and presentations together. I feel like we got a nice taste of each one. And personally, I, I'm trying to be um, indifferent here. And I, I would say I, I could see there being a niche for each, each case. Uh, but I am not the one to say make sure that you head over to our GM questions channel. Uh, it's just above where you clicked in the, for the audio. It's, uh, GM questions. I have voting set up. All you have to do is select your favorite and give a thumbs up. So just if you liked uh, Ethan's presentation for Foundry the best, like Foundry you think is the ultimate, then give a thumbs up to Foundry. If Roll20 is your favorite, give it a thumbs up. (laughs) And if you feel that Alpha knocked it out of the park with the tabletop simulator, give that a thumbs up. Again, these are all um, great presentations from the three of them. all experienced DMs here that have, uh, you know, had some time to work with these different systems. Let's... uh, Make sure that you give some some votes here. We got uh, one minute left. Actually, I wanna. I'm curious. Like, I think that uh, there might be some uh, merit in going into some of these in, in greater detail in a, in a future seminar. If anyone is interested in that, please add your comments into the seminar chat. Love to hear from you on what more you'd like to see. Would you like to see oh, more more on these or more on different ones? uh or like more tutorial style or anything that you'd like to have coming up in our seminars please put that into the chat and yeah we are going on nine o'clock and i'm sorry i'm just oh it looks like ethan is stealing the show with the uh foundry and i am what a
3: surprise
0: <laughs> i feel bad I, I don't see any votes for you here um so yeah, I you know if I'm allowed one, I will I will uh, I will give you a, a thumbs up here because <laughs> I think it has. Its you place. get the
2: consolation <laughs> prize, Devin. Thank you.
0: I mean,
3: you both play in my roll twenty. I complain about roll twenty when we're playing. Both games? <laughs> I wouldn't dare. <laughs>
0: now, 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 to be fair, I, I do enjoy having the screen up, in it, and it does. It is somewhat antiquated, but it does work. So it does. Uh, I appreciate the efforts they put into that. All right. Well, we are uh, at nine o'clock. It, it is a wrap up. I think that there's still more to say. Uh, so if you have more comments, if you want to talk about what your favorite things are about these systems or your, or your greatest frustrations, I think that's all valuable to have. Please put your comments into the seminar chat. And if there's anything again that you would like to see in a future, in a future seminar, please also add that to the seminar chat. We, we enjoy doing these, and I think they're very informative and, uh, and a wonderful thing that we offer at KW Gamers. And again, a special uh, round of thank you to our present presenters, uh, Devin, Alpha, and, uh, and Ethan. Uh, I think you guys all did a great job, so thank you very much.